Welcome. I've seen something. Plays tricks on your mind. This is no coincidence. Put on your seatbelts. You are on the fastest route. Your destination. The other side. Hello and welcome to Destination Other Side, the podcast that puts the PA in paranormal. My name's Mackie and let's just dive right in because this one is wild. It's episode 13 and you know 13 is quite the unlucky number for some. So in true fashion to this episode, we are going to talk about somewhere that is a breeding ground for misfortune. Somewhere extremely unlucky. Today we're talking about the wild and frankly cursed history of Dead Man's Hollow. If you go to the Yakagani River Valley, you might be met with quite the surprise. A vast expanse of greenery and woods, beautiful just as any other scenery in Pennsylvania. But in these woods, misfortune has struck more than just a couple times, leaving the land permanently scarred by lost lives and maybe the pain souls who quite possibly still live there. So, let's rewind a bit. Back in the 1800s, in this lush wooded area of Allegheny County, Deadman's Hollow was originally a quarry for the surrounding area. It served as one for about 80 years, and then a sewer pipe company and a brickyard was built there. The quarry remained, but the Union Bowman Brickyard and the Union Sewer Pipe Company brought tons of business to the area and remained quite successful, employing hundreds of people and bringing profit to the surrounding township. That was until 1924, when a fire broke out and burned a sizable amount of the place down. I couldn't find any details really about the fire, but I'm thinking it was likely ignited by a kiln used to fire the bricks, or maybe somewhere from a boiler room, but from what I know, nobody was hurt in this fire, at least no one that was documented. Today, parts of the buildings from the factory and the brick house can still be seen and hikers are allowed to explore at their own risk. So the hauntings don't even necessarily stem from this fire, but this is surprising as it followed a very, very long track of misfortunes to happen in these woods. Dead Man's Hollow got its official name in 1874, just before the factory and brick house were constructed. I almost wonder if this first tragedy was the reason that these buildings were put up. Maybe to make people forget what horrible things happened there, but no one forgot. So in 1874, it was pretty common for kids to hang around the quarry, as the beautiful sights often drew visitors, but a group of boys would come to find something that no one should ever have to see. As they were walking through the woods away from the quarry, the boys stumbled upon something hanging from a nearby tree, and upon closer investigation, these poor boys realized they had indeed found a body. Investigations were conducted to what extent I don't know, but even after deliberation over any possible evidence they could find and likely asking around to identify the family of the deceased, this death just kind of faded into mystery. The body was never identified due to it being too deteriorated, no one claimed it as their relative, and so because of that, the death was never solved. Now, it was determined that this was actually not an act of suicide, but instead the newspaper reported it as a full-blown murder. But even so, the killer or possible multiple killers were never found, and this poor man who died joined the hundreds of unsolved deaths around the nation. It's really always my hope that one day cases like this can be dug up again and reviewed with modern technology, but until then, this remains a local mystery. So, the discovery of the body shocked the town and no doubt the boys who found it, but it did not stop anyone from coming near this place, even while the factory was being built there. Several other weird and gruesome things happened in these woods, now called Dead Man's Hollow, to the town. History would go on to prove that this hollow did not just belong to one dead man, but many, many more. 
1880, the same year the factory was being put into place, something more happened to cement the bad energy here. A local man named Robert George McClure had built a dry goods shop in nearby McKeesport a little while beforehand. Now, McClure was considered successful and apparently enough so for a group of mystery men to rob his store. So he went on this fit of rage and decided to hunt down the robbers and kill them one by one. Supposedly, he gathered a group of 20 other people to help him and they searched around and came to find the robbers in Dead Man's Hollow and further came to find that his loot was hidden inside a tree. So McClure went on a manhunt to chase these robbers down, firing at them the whole time, but little did he know that these robbers were also armed. They fired back and McClure fell dead in the hollow, leaving the criminals to escape with the loot. I'm assuming the people McClure brought with him started running away when they realized the robbers were firing back, but I could not find what happened to the rest of them. Only McClure's death was posted. Now, this murder went unsolved for about a year as not a single witness could identify any of the robbers who killed McClure. This was until someone was randomly convicted for the crime in 1881, Ward McConkey. Now, Ward McConkey was a local 17-year-old who was rumored to be gang-affiliated, but as far as I could tell, there was really no basis on which this rumor could be proven. But McConkey was booked and sat in jail for McClure's murder for about two years before he was sentenced to hang for his crime. McConkey vehemently denied ever doing any of this and said he never had any involvement with McClure. He claimed his innocence from the day he was booked up until his very last moments. There was technically no proof that he had done it, and no one else found any of the other robbers that were said to have been there as well, but, you know, someone must hang. Either way, Ward McConkie was set to be hanged in the courtyard of the Allegheny County Jail when he was just 19 years old. It was said that he maintained his innocent claim over and over and over again. In fact, the newspaper reported these as his final words. Quote, all I have to say, gentlemen, is that you hang me because you think I know something about the murder of George McClure and won't squeal. And the people of McKeesport want to see me hanged, but I'm innocent. Goodbye, murderers. Goodbye. End quote. Whether or not McConkie died as an innocent man is under speculation, but it's said that McClure, no matter who he was a victim of, roams the woods in Dead Man's Hollow. And here's the part where I say, but wait, there's more. I know it's crazy that a place could have this much negativity connected to it, but next comes, of all things, the explosion. A newspaper called the Wheeling Register reported this story back in 1883, and now that I say it out loud, it seems that all of these horrible things pretty much happened back to back, which is even more wild to me. So the story is that four men arrived at the quarry to start working for the day, and their explosives had been left at the bottom of the quarry overnight. This resulted in them being totally frozen. As the guys had already built a fire for warmth, they decided they would try and thaw out their explosives next to the fire. This was predictably a very, very big mistake that would prove fatal. There were two brothers who were standing closest to the fire, and they were the first to be hit by the explosion. One brother died instantly, the other was blown back a good distance and passed away from his injuries while first responders were actually there waiting for a surgeon on site. A third man received severe burns and was not expected to survive, and a fourth received some injuries but did end up recovering over time. So this adds three more deaths ticked onto the total in Dead Man's Hollow. The next story is a lot less grisly, but tragic nonetheless. Edward Woods was a 74-year-old man from Elizabeth Township. 
1887, he boarded the McClure Ferry to cross the Yakagani River when he unfortunately lost his balance and fell into the river. He was sadly not saved and drowned in the river, and later his body would wash up on the shore at Dead Man's Hollow. People tend to talk, and they started spreading rumors of foul play, but the truth was that it was just a very sad accident. Regardless, the hollow claimed another body as its own. Yet another death in 1905 was that of Mike Sacco, who died in the elevator shaft of the brick plant. It was reported in the local paper that he had been messing around in the elevator and tried to jump out of the doors while it was still moving. He ended up tripping and getting wedged between the ceiling of the third floor and the door of the elevator and was subsequently crushed to death. Now, there were no witnesses to give any more information, and this death was obviously just a workplace accident and one that could have been avoided, but it's just another piece of history here. One of the more popular spots that tourists tend to visit on the Hollow's hiking trail is the Dravo Cemetery, about five miles away from Dead Man's Hollow, but still right along the trail. The Dravo Methodist Church was built along the railroad in 1824, and it adopted the graveyard that was formerly the Newland Graveyard, which had graves dating back to about 1812. Misfortune struck yet again, believe it or not, and the church was burned down as it caught sparks that flew by from the passing trains. The church was rebuilt in the same place, but burned down a second time in 1920. After that, they kind of learned better and decided that this was not a good place to rebuild the church, so they decided not to, and the cemetery was all that remained. This happens to be called the most notorious cemetery in the Pittsburgh area. Many of the graves here are of young children who succumbed to disease, Civil War veterans, and those who died during the War of 1812 and surprisingly, hundreds of unidentified graves. The cemetery itself holds over 700 graves, but only about 80 of them are identified for sure. It's really sad how so much history is lost here, but that's just the way it is. Speaking of the graveyard, in the 1970s, I guess some college frat boys had made some pledges dig their own graves there and trap them in the ground as some sort of hazing ritual. Now, fortunately, everyone did survive, and it was just a really cruel, sick prank. But nonetheless, any wrong move and those boys could have joined the other dead here. Now, not only were there plenty of actual deaths here, but the rumors around the town grew more and more crazy. One rumor says a train had derailed near the cemetery and dozens of people died, but I could not confirm that. Another one says two men had robbed a nearby bank and fled to the woods of the hollow to split the cash, but one man ended up shooting the other so he could keep all the money. The second man was supposedly gunned down by the law as he was fleeing the murder scene, and the money is still somewhere lost in the woods. Another rumor, surprisingly, is that the Yakagani River has a Loch Ness monster of its own. Starting in the 1860s, people reported seeing a massive 30 to 40 foot long snake in the river with a giant head that was about two to three feet in circumference. Now, of course, no evidence exists of the snake, but several people at the time genuinely believed there was something in the river. Nevertheless, most people chalk it up to the moonshiners in the area making this creature up to keep others away from their quote-unquote operations. Not only that, but supposedly there was an earthquake here, several floods that caused people to drown, and a devastating lightning strike that hit the nearby Snee Oil Company and, you guessed it, caused it to explode and catch on fire. So, as we can obviously tell by now, this place is nuts. Luckily, I have all of this stuff written down or else I'm sure I would accidentally leave something out because, wow, that is a lot. But accident or not, this place has more deaths surrounding it than you can imagine.
Nowadays, Dead Man's Hollow is, unsurprisingly, a very popular tourist spot. It's 400 acres of preserved land managed by the Allegheny Land Trust, the biggest piece of preserved land in all the county, with eight miles of hiking, biking, and disability accessible trails. Explorers can see a natural waterfall, climb rock stairs through the woods, explore the ruins of the brick house and the pipe factory, visit the Dravo Cemetery, and even go hunting with a permit. But be aware that when you visit, you might experience some paranormal activity, as is reported by several visitors. People have said they hear voices in the woods even when no one's around, babies crying when the moon is out, children laughing, and more eerie sounds. Shadowy figures, a two-headed dog, and even a ghost train are rumored to be seen all around the hollow and the cemetery. And it's no wonder why stories have been published in several different newspapers. There's even a couple of published books that talk about Dead Man's Hollow. At this point, it's no surprise that this place is considered one of the nation's most haunted spots, taking into consideration its very long and very dark history. So if you do visit Dead Man's Hollow, remember what happened in those woods, the quarry, the river, and the cemetery. You might see something if you're lucky. Or unlucky. That's it for this episode of Destination Other Side. Thank you so much for sticking with me here during this crazy episode. If you enjoyed this one, don't forget to share with your friends and anyone who's interested in this kind of stuff. Check out more episodes of the podcast online at WCHX1055.com, GoldHitsWKVA.com, and Star967.com. You can also check out the podcast from our other team members online too. And of course, if you are a Pennsylvania resident and have any paranormal experiences and you want to share them, email me at M-A-C-K-E-Y at WKVA920.com. Thanks so much again for listening. And until next time, goodbye and good day to everyone in every dimension.